Today, Seattle cops are injured as rioters attack police buildings. Dr. Fauci praises New York's response to COVID. And Kanye was out, I guess, but now is he back in? We've got a lot to get into this Monday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, back in the house. Thanks for being here. And Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Sounds so good. Eric July. I know. <laughs> it's the month of July. It is. It, it is. Month, yeah. it's the month of month. Eric. Yeah, it is the month. month of Eric, and we are trying to take advantage of that as much as possible by having him on. Uh, all right, let's get to what's going on in Seattle. A couple different stories, kind of the same common theme, uh, which is Antifa and all of the civil unrest happening in major cities across the country. So it's not just Seattle. It's New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, uh, Portland, mm-hmm. uh, many places. But let's let's look at Chicago. Uh, I'm sorry, Seattle first. At least a dozen Seattle police officers were injured yesterday as rioters attacked multiple police precincts. They attacked a municipal court, an Amazon building, and a Starbucks. I don't know why these guys don't like two-day free prime delivery. I don't get it because it's kind of one of the best things ever. But apparently they don't like it. Uh, they're loot. They're they're um, they're vandalizing buildings and injuring police officers. The Seattle Police Department said that rioters were responsible for a significant amount of property damage to government buildings and private businesses. And at least, like I said earlier, a dozen officers were injured. Um, And they are not stopping. They are not stopping. Um, They're throwing Molotov cocktails at police officers. Uh, Of course, in this this, uh, venture to... I don't know, convince people to defund the police, I guess, Eric. I don't know how you win people over with this kind of rhetoric, with this kind of action. But here we see all of these police officers in Seattle uh, getting injured. Yeah, this is, uh, look, I've talked about this when, you know, the whole George Floyd thing happened. We had protests breaking out um, over the you know, really across the, obviously Minneapolis was focused, but it was across the really entire country, right? And these types were going around, you know, destroying businesses and property and so forth. And I had said that it would have been one thing for them to direct their their issues, let's say, with the police. Now, I want to be clear here. That's not what they're doing, Right. I always say that, look, just because someone is in opposition to the current state does not mean that they are in opposition to its existence. And it certainly doesn't mean that they are in opposition to or in opposition, let's say, to other things like private property. These guys do this more so indiscriminately. Right. They they will destroy, let's say, a police precinct or a government building. And then they moved right on to Amazon. Mm -hmm. They moved on to other private businesses, started destroying their windows um, and so forth. So this idea that they are just, oh, well, they're just people that are just taking it to the the aggressors, right? The the state. It's not true. That is objectively false. We have too many examples that prove this. This is why I keep thinking it's odd that folks say, well, why aren't I right? I'm the anarcho-capitalist. I'm a libertarian. Why wouldn't I come to the defense of these guys? It's because 
They want me dead, too. Yeah. It's not like they care about any of that. These guys are anti-private property, anti-non-aggression, and they're certainly, uh, you know, anti-libertarianism. They're pretty open about that. You know, you can ask those guys. They're pretty open about that. This is why when when the whole thing in Portland, for example, I'm actually having a lot of few different feuds with them, even though other libertarians about this right now. I look at them as opposing gangs when they get into it. Right. I ain't got no business getting in the middle of that. Now, if one of them come for me, we, 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 we address that, right? However, to act as if these guys are on my side, on the side of liberty, because they get into it with a rival gang member, and then they're, they're, they get the short end of the stick because they lose because they're outmanned and outgunned, don't expect the people that you've been trashing for years to come to your defense. Absolutely not. These guys are not friends of liberty. They are the enemies of liberty, and I will absolutely treat them, them like that. But yeah, this, this stuff is going on, breaking around the country, and I'm going to end with this. If you want to see this stuff stop America, you have to look no further than the welfare statism that was further increased when they started the lockdowns. And they said, we're going to give you all of this money for you to sit down. Folks with jobs ain't got time to do stuff like this. They don't got time to do stuff like that. But you incentivize this type of behavior. I believe we talked about this on the show numerous times. You incentivize this kind of behavior when you have forced people into quarantine, they're antsy and so forth. And then they lash out. Right. You want people to start advocating, let's say, uh, against like lockdowns, for example, pull the plug on that welfare statism and watch that stuff start dispersals when they realize, oh, wait a minute, we ain't got no money. Oh, we we might have to get a job here uh, uh, shortly. But you're incentivizing this behavior. And I don't think it's on uh, conservatives or libertarians to get out there and defend these people to act like they're freedom fighters or something of that nature. That is absolutely false. They are not. They are the enemies of liberty and they should be treated as such. Yeah. Yako, uh, unknown people within these riots, and I will not call them protesters. The riots and the rioters uh, were throwing multiple large mortar type fireworks at officers from a close range, which was how uh, multiple officers fight, were man. injured. Right. So I said, call it, let's call it what it is. Right. Why not call, it, we'll call it what it is. Call it, call it opposing gangs getting into it. With, uh, if we were two opposing gangs in South Dallas getting into it, you would be like. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Hopefully people don't get caught in a crossfire. Mm. But now they're sitting here, they're getting it, they're, they're going at the cops, cops go at them, and then they they sit up here. I'm pretty sure conservatives hear this all the time. Well, you guys are uh, pro-Second Amendment. Shouldn't you guys be coming to their offense? Like, says who? <laughs> says who? Why should we do that? Sorry about that. Golly, <laughs> get some on my nerves. Get some on my nerves. I, I couldn't tell. Tell oh, us yeah, how you yeah, really I feel know, next time, Eric. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yaku, what are your thoughts? Terrorist? Mm. Terrorize. You're watching people terrorizing society. These are three-year-olds screaming with nothing else to do. They're incentivized to do this, probably paid to do it in addition to the welfare system. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is not conspiracy. Terrorist, terrorize. Some people want to see the world burn. They've got nothing to do. They're anti-American. This is anti-USA. This is they, they belong to no party other than to the terrorist party. <laughs> They've been labeled that. They need to be treated that way with force, mm. with force. It's time right now to step up and punch the bully in the mouth. Because every bully I've ever met in my life is a freaking coward mm. when it really comes down to it. You know, lob things at the police when you've tied their hands behind their back. Make it a fair fight. 
Make it a fair fight. Step into the octagon. Let's beat the living snot out of you one time and tell all your buddies, this is what's happening to terrorists in the United States. We don't negotiate with terrorists, foreign or domestic. It's a terror cell. Treat them like a terror cell. Yeah. Uh, well, so in Portland, federal law enforcement officials have uh, come in to try to take control of the area. I know President Trump, he, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Uh, whatever he does, the left will criticize him for. Uh, be interested to get your thoughts, gentlemen, on whether or not that was the right call. But here is President Trump earlier today uh, discussing what's going on in the major cities with the riots, the rioters, the looting, and uh, that he believes that in Portland they have done a fantastic job just trying to uh, sort of curb that behavior. Watch. And then the police are afraid to do anything. I, I know New York very well. I know the police very well. New York's finest. And the fact is, they're restricted from doing anything. They can't do anything. So what are you planning on doing? Well, I'm going to do something that I can tell you. Because we're not going to let New York and Chicago and Philadelphia, Detroit and Baltimore and all of these. Oakland is a mess. We're not going to let this happen in our country. So, All run by liberal Democrats. So more federal law enforcement to some of these we cities? More federal law enforcement, that I can tell you. In Portland, they've done a fantastic job. They've been there three days, and they really have done a fantastic job in a very short period of time. No problem. They grab them. A lot of people in jail. They're leaders. These are anarchists. These are not protesters. People say protesters. These people are anarchists. These are people that hate our country. And we're not going to let it go forward. And I'll tell you what, the governor and the mayor and the senators out there, they're afraid of these people. That's the reason they don't want us to help them. They're afraid. I really believe they're actually maybe even physically afraid of these people. Because what they're doing is incredible. We didn't just go there. This wasn't like it started right away. We went there after 51 days. We said, we can't let that happen anymore. But these are anarchists. And the politicians out there, yes, they're weak, but they're afraid of these people. They're actually afraid of these people. And that's why they say, we don't want the federal government helping. Uh, President Trump making it a point to hammer home the fact that they did. They waited. As he said, they waited, he said, 51 days for these uh, particular localities to get their people under control. They failed to do so, often enabling them instead. Mm -hmm. uh, and here is what you are faced with. But Eric, the libertarian, mm. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on uh, President Trump's decision to bring federal See, law enforcement in. This is the, the reason why this issue isn't so black and white. And I know everybody, including even other fellow libertarians, like to pretend that each situation is, is black and white. Federal government, bad, which I objectively believe that it is bad. Uh, but they have to look at the fact that it's not the police that, and this is where I, I would deviate from Trump when he just talks about the police being having their hands tied. The people and the individuals are the ones that absolutely have their hand tied. They say you can't respond, definitely in a lot of these areas. We know they have some of the stricter gun laws. Um, and then when it comes to the right to defend their private property, even, even not all of them are as friendly as Texas when it comes to defending themselves and defending their property. They're not most of most uh, states actually aren't in that case. There's only certain instances when you can rightfully defend rightfully. And I say that uh, using that in quotes, but it's more so what the state determines what you can and can't do. But. They determine who can or when you can rightfully defend yourself. So 
This is why when the whole Seattle thing was popping off and I asked the questions like I would love for these journalists to actually go and speak with the people that were actually living there to see how they feel. Because I think it's important because I'm I'm, I'm sure there are individuals that are like, man, there's a lot of craziness happening, uh, you know, on my block or in my in my community or where I work or or even in some cases uh, where, where they live and they may feel scared. So. I would never authorize, let's say, the, 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 the state approach or more so the statist approach in having, let's say, the federal government come down and, and maybe disperse everything. What I'm what I'm more concerned with is the fact that the individuals within these geographical areas, their hands are more so tied because in the event that they choose to react in the event more so they choose to use defensive force which isn't aggression, by the way, but in the event they choose to use defensive force, they're going to be seen as the bad actor. We've already seen this happen. We've already mm-hmm. seen these people get arrested for the, for defending themselves or defending their property. Some, In some cases, thankfully, charges are dropped. But of course, that that scares people into defending them, even themselves and their property. And I'm like, you mean to tell me I could go to jail for the rest of my life for defending myself? Why would I take that risk? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about people's hands being tied, I'm less worried about the police and more worried about the individuals that are within these geographical areas, which have to just sit and bend over and take it when it comes to all of these things that are happening in their own communities and in their own areas. So when I say it's not black and white, I'm more so referring to the people that are within these geographical areas or have their hands tied as well. And they're looking for some sort, sort of help. And I can absolutely empathize with that, while I can also empathize with the fact that a lot of people are frustrated with the government. Yeah, yeah but Eric, why that happens is because federal government's here to defend and stand on the Constitution. Local government's here to defend the Constitution. The Constitution gives you the right to defend your property. Yeah. The Constitution gives you the right to bear arms. The Constitution gives you the right to use force in self-defense and it not being deemed you're the aggressor. So you've got corrupt politicians. The president was very kind. So I'm going to say something he wouldn't say because he was being nice. He was having a nice day and I'm not having that nice of a day. So I'm going to say what he wouldn't say. These are corrupt politicians who aren't afraid, Mr. President. They're working a system. Mm. They're allowing this to happen. This is aiding and abetting. They're not afraid. It's they want It's calculated. They want this to happen. They want America to be driven to its knees, right? So they can justify against you massive government yeah. when it all implodes. So government becomes the white knight on the shining horse. And see, you really can't take care of yourself, but we will. We'll hand it out to you. We'll suppress you and take your liberty for some free, for some safety right now. These are corrupt politicians, Mr. President that are not afraid, they're sitting back, turning their phones off. I know of mayors that turned their phones off where the police commissioner in the city couldn't reach the mayor for 48 hours where they allowed the city to burn. Okay? This is calculated, Sarah. And it's all the cities. They pick the cities. Look at the cities. You don't see this in rural America. Because they'll, they'll stand up and say, I don't care what the government's saying. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hello to my little friend. Okay. But in the cities, they've taken the cities with these liberal policies and, and, and they do scare the people. They tell them, I've taken your rights. You can't defend yourself. And then people go, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. All right. We've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Aslo. Welcome to Aslo, new sponsor of the show. Uh, When you are a small business, if you're an entrepreneur, you know this. If you're a small business, every single minute matters a whole lot and every dollar counts 
a whole lot. So there are still a lot of us, surprisingly, uh, who are still using big banks that are taking hours of your day, fees from your pocket. Right now, right, you've got to go set up an appointment just to go, I don't know, take out your own money. You got to set up an appointment to go take out your own money out of these big banks. Now, Aslo will take all the friction out of business banking. Unlike other banking options, Aslo is totally free. It's a free business checking account. They've got invoicing, bill pay, money transfers, all of the things that you should be getting from your big banks. No minimum balance. You will never be charged maintenance or overdraft fees. That's more than you're getting from the big banks. And there's no ridiculous phone system uh, that feels designed to just waste your time. All right, get paid fast and easy with Aslo's Stripe, Square. They've got PayPal integrations. You can customize your invoices right from your Aslo account and get them out to your clients. They've got powerful integrations with QuickBooks and Plaid. You can import transactions and connect to hundreds of payment, investment, and budgeting services. Here's here's the big sell, all right? Are you ready for this? I know you were already, your ears were perking up if you're a small business. Listen to this. There is no waiting to use your account. They have a free instant funding feature you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. You don't have to go to a big bank and set an appointment just to take out your own money. All right, Money Magazine calls Aslo the best business banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs. Join the club. Sign up right now. No minimum deposit. You can go to aslo.com slash it matters and get a free copy of Aslo's small business starter guide. It is azlo.com slash it matters. Sign up now. You will get a free small business starter guide. No minimum deposit. Back in a minute. Critics took aim at Dr. Fauci. No, for those of you who are watching on Friday, I'm not talking about Stuber Gear. I'm talking about actual Dr. Anthony Fauci after he claimed during an interview that New York, New York City, New York State of all places had handled the coronavirus pandemic correctly. Uh, here is what Fauci had to say during an interview with PBS NewsHour. But there's going to need to be as I understand it, there, there needs to be support, there needs to be funding for a number of these labs to open up. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, what, do you know of a solution to get this ramped up immediately? We've got to make sure the dots are connected, Judy. When the Congress, in, with a great deal of generosity, gave billions of dollars to try and solve this problem, they gave something like $10 billion to the CDC to give to the states to do these kinds of implementing. We've got to make sure that it gets well spent and that it gets done in the right way. Again, we have a problem, we need to admit it and own it, but we've got to do the things that are very clear that we need to do to turn this around. Remembering, we can do it. We know that when you do it properly, you bring down those cases. We've done it. We've done it in New York. New York got hit worse than any place in the world. And they did it correctly. Which is interesting to me because, uh, as it turns out, New York was one of five states that uh, defied federal recommendations and ordered nursing homes to accept COVID positive patients, which then resulted in uh, thousands of coronavirus deaths in nursing homes. But apparently, Eric, that uh, that was the correct response. Yeah, I would have loved to hear in detail what he felt they did was right when you consider that 
You just kill everyone quickly at the beginning, I mean, and apparently that's the right response. Can, just, just get it all, get yeah, all the America deaths out there first. Historically, yeah, exactly. The, the news the cycle will continue. The You'll, they'll just forget right that we just it. killed all these people, and then we're good to go. Oh, and look, that's a kind of what happened. Yeah, like I, I don't understand what he could have been pointing to to say that they did it the right way or they did it correctly. Considering that they do, if I'm not mistaken, I know New York City does, obviously, because it's the most populated, but New York State, in terms of how many people had had died, I mean, they far outpace. I mean, I know everybody's worried about Texas and Florida, but they far outpace us, even though we have more a bigger population yeah. uh, than New York State. Mm-hmm. So what did they do correctly, Fauci? Now, I've said, I don't know why people think that doctors are without political slants and political leanings. Because they, they aren't. They, they, are un, they are biased. They're human beings just like every other individual, and they will absolutely use their positions of power if they are positions of power, like government doctors and scientists, to say crazy things like New York, of all places, did it right. I don't know what he's pointing to. What exactly did they do correctly, if, if, if at all anything, when you consider the, the high amount of deaths? I mean, aside from just the fact that they were, yes, forcing people into that, you know, basically like time bombs and dropping them off in inside the the nursing home facilities, which got other people sick. Now, according to Cuomo, of course, that that wasn't that, right. That, that, that didn't not, that wasn't part of right, all that, those that's deaths. That's not what attributed mm-hmm. to the deaths, of course. It was the staffers. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Of course, they had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but even then, I'm just just looking at their numbers in terms of what they actually did. And I was I've been actually keeping up with New York a lot. And the tests that they have been running, like the, the as well as the antibody test to see like a great percentage of their population has had it. I believe it's on an upward of like almost like I think it was over a quarter. They were oh. anticipating that that already in New York City, that is already had it. So that could also attribute to the fact that the cases are going down, possibly because so many people already had it already. Right. And it's then ran through most of the vulnerable popula- population running through the more, let's say, less vulnerable population right now. They're not getting as sick. They're not needing to go to the hospital. Some of them may be completely asymptomatic during their whole tenure of having this or have at least mild symptoms throughout the two weeks of them having this 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 virus. So to Fauci, I would ask, like, what did they do Wrong. I mean, so what did they do right? Like more so because what did they not do wrong. Yeah. What did That's they not do wrong? Asking. I guess is the question <laughs> when you consider and look at their death rates and their death counts. I don't know what Fauci is talking about. Aside from maybe he is buddies. Maybe the Cuomo's of the world have the political leanings of himself. And he's looking to pat him on the back, even if it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to that statement very clearly. He said, we made mistakes and we have to own them. What were they? List them. What were they? Could it be that we need to look at the death rate of this virus? Not who gets it, but who dies. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the death rate, then your job in New York was dismal. Mm. Maybe the worst. One of the worst in the world. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, Mr. Fauci, Mr. Left-leaning, politicized, haven't seen a patient in 15 years, doctor. Okay, why don't you tell us what you've done wrong that you need to own up to? Because we haven't heard you own up to that yet. It's people died. That's what you did wrong. You lied. You flip flop like a fish on dry ground every day. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. That's what you did wrong. You lied to the American people. Mm -hmm. Stop lying to the American people. Stop playing politics with Americans' lives. Okay, 
and actually start practicing real medicine and not sitting in your high tower, dancing with the, you know, the gates of the world, you know, playing, getting grants for your, you know, university funding projects and actually go into the streets and talk to real doctors, right? You did a dismal job in New York and you're hiding behind it. You know, uh, you both bring up some really interesting points that it would be nice to actually have the media ask these people whenever they are giving their interviews because, uh, you know, Eric, you say, okay, well, what, what was done correctly in New York? That would have been a great question to actually ask him uh, along with um, your question, okay, well, what mistakes? What, well, mis- what mistakes were, and, and how can you say mistakes were made and then give New York credit yeah, where all, mistakes all, were made? Oxymoron. Yeah. Contradiction. Exactly. Yeah. But they do that on purpose. That's how you ease your conscience. True. That's how you ease your conscience. That's, that's actually marketing 101. You learn that in school, right? Hey, don't answer the real question. Answer what you want to answer mm-hmm. and throw a little salt and pepper in there so you can say, well, I told you guys we made mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, see, I, I, what were they again? We don't need to get into the details. Media types, they generally throw these types softball questions, definitely depending on who they are and what type of political slant that they have. Because if they didn't, and if they were actually being journalists, let's say, for for example, we wouldn't have what we have. I know this is a different state altogether, but what we're seeing right now in Florida, when Fox 35 goes out there and they say, wait a minute. Let's look at these numbers because we have 100 percent. Right. Oh, county. Uh, 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 yeah, it's like 100 100 percent positivity mm-hmm. rates. And when they actually go look for it, hmm, they, it's, it's kind of odd that they find that there's some funny business going yep. on. And that's it, the type of questions that need to be asked. It really doesn't matter where you are politically. You should no. want the truth. Exactly. How can you build policies based on incorrect or inaccurate data? Especially when, it, when the policy is everyone shut down their exactly. businesses. Exactly. Shut down your income. Why, I hope you, you're not going to get mad at me right now. Okay. My own family, oh. my own family this week goes for COVID testing. Okay. My, my brother-in-law tested positive. The family test, a child in the family tests negative. Negative. The same day a child tests positive. The doctor tells my sister, pay attention to the positive test. We're going to ignore the negative test. Because it doesn't make sense. So I need to trust you that the positive test is accurate, but I shouldn't trust the negative test. This is the game they're playing because they're incentivized financially. The second you do that one time, Fauci, you've lost trust. True. Mm -hmm. Why should we now trust you? You, you've, You've abandoned, you've broken trust with the American people. Yeah, right. it also doesn't help the, the uh, trust levels that it seems that these mistakes are only made in one direction. There aren't yeah, mistakes being exactly. made. No, it's not leaning towards negative or right. the right. It's right. all left leaning. <laughs> Always more yeah. are the mistakes. And then they say, oops, but it was just a mistake. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Uh, we've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Ashford University. Uh, so do you know why the days are longer during the summer? It's because summer is made to get your stuff done. All right. Because who wants to be taking classes this time of year? Oh, wait, it's you because you're like you're hardworking, you're tenacious. You're not like those little Antifa kids who are just going out and rioting 
and not working hard, okay? You are not them. You want to work hard, be your best, most tenacious self this summer. You can get to work on earning your degree at Ashford University. Ashford University, your classroom is wherever you are. You can do it totally online. The classes are built uh, for wherever you are in the summer, on vacation maybe. You can from from your patio, the beach, uh, wherever you choose to be. They've got expert faculty who teaches you real-world skills uh, based on their real-world experience. You can pursue your bachelor's and your master's degree. They've got 60-plus programs, business administration, healthcare administration, psychology, and they allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. Whatever your schedule, we all know you work hard. All right, if you're watching this program, we know that you are a hard worker. Ashford is there to help you with the schedule that you currently have. You can go to ashford.edu slash news. There is no fee to apply, uh, no standardized testing required to enroll. You have to go to ashford.edu slash news. Don't wait, all right? We know you all have dreams. You have dreams maybe to be something better, be something bigger, whatever the case may be. You have the American dream. Go to ashford.edu slash news to see how they can help you. By the way, don't forget, not all programs are available in all states, so make sure that you read. We know that you can. Ashford.edu slash news. Back in a minute. By the way, on the topic of coronavirus, we're talking about earlier uh, before the break about how they are mistakes that were made. Nobody really wants to own them. I want to address a little bit of viral reporting that actually turns out it's a little bit of fake news. So, you know, you come to the show for the real news. So let's clear it up. Uh, There was a viral report over the weekend Uh, on a sudden surge of coronavirus cases in infants in a county here in Texas. It was in the Corpus Christi area. You may have seen it. I saw the report. And, I mean, I read it. It's from a a local news affiliate, and I read it. I'm pregnant, right? I'm like, oh, geez, 85 cases of newborns with coronavirus. That's what the lady said. She said, we currently have 85 cases of of newborns with the coronavirus. And this is in Nueces County, like I said, outside the Corpus Christi area, not a large area. So you read it and you go, oh my gosh, well, that seems like really high. Now, it didn't say that any of the infants had had any uh, issues with the virus. I will say I did not read that in the reporting. But they're now clearing this up because although the director of public health came out and said, I quote, we currently have 85 babies under the age of one year in Nueces County that have all tested positive for COVID-19, Nueces County judge now says that that is not correct, that what happened was that 85 infants have tested positive for COVID-19 since the beginning of the outbreak several months ago, which again is very different if you're talking about since the beginning of March to mid-July, almost end of July, a lot different than we currently have 85 babies in our hospital who have tested positive for coronavirus. Again, It's weird, Eric, because I feel like I I haven't seen a single oopsie that has leaned in the direction of not counting, uh, not fear mongering about a virus. It's always going the opposite way, which I think every individual has every right right to look at this and be skeptical when we look at the numbers, considering that there are too many reports 
that point to that direction, right? And it's always to the direction of doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, we're all gonna die in some capacity. Not, well, it's not as dangerous as what it, what it, but we maybe initially anticipated. It never points that way, it only points mm -hmm. the other. So we should be paying attention to that. Why do the, why does this keep happening? And when they get upset at us for just daring to question their methods, daring to question their policies, we have to look at the cases like that, just like I brought up in the last segment, and speaking on what happened in Florida multiple times, like multiple times that, that, that has happened where the initial reporting isn't absolute, isn't actually what happened and they have to, well, let's clear it up mm -hmm. here. It, it isn't really 100% positivity rate. It's not really the case. So we have to- Well, also in Florida, there was a man who died in his 20s- On a motorcycle, motorcycle accident. accident. Yes, that's absolutely true. And they yes, counted that, him that as a I was trying death. to think of the, the second case in which that happened. It was the same people that, that investigated in which the man died from a motorcycle accident and they said that they, they listed him as positive. So it seems to mm -hmm. always point to the assumption is that they're positive. The assumption that this is very dangerous. It doesn't seem to point in the opposite direction. And they'd be like, how dare could how, how you how do you question these guys? Right. Well, you keep getting caught. Why wouldn't we question this? You keep getting caught in, in, in either just lying altogether or at least misinterpreting data. And then you pass that along to the individuals. You pass that along to the politicians. They build policies around it. They lock people down. They force them to cover their face. And then we go back and we say, well, it's not this isn't really all what it seems. And it keeps being the case over and over and over and over. Why shouldn't we question their methods and what it is that they're doing? Mm. Yeah, because Eric, they want subordinates. They don't want, they don't want to free people. They don't want a nation that's built from the ground up, small enterprise, the backbone of this country. They want subordinates. I equate this to in, in, in the early days when he had the king and 200 of his you know, select few live inside the walls of the castle and all the pagans and the peasants lived outside the castle and you got to go work to feed us. Mm -hmm. right? And then we decide how much grain you get back. Right. Because you're a subordinate. They want subordinates and they very clearly understand when you when you put a story out there, that story gets a lot of traction. The redaction doesn't. Right. Mm. Yeah. It it's doesn't. True. Very yeah. true. Even if there's a redaction, it's on page seven or mm. even if it's front page, you read the headline. I read this before. They know the impact hits really hard. So they go run with it. And I'm telling you right now, I have it on first hand that the news, the, the, the heads of the news in the media rooms in these in these stations do not prove and verify. Run it. Mm -hmm. Run it. It's sizzle. It gets clicks. Redact, it's fine, we'll redact because they understand the, the damage is done. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll redact it in a follow-up tweet that will only exactly. get, you know, maybe a quarter exactly. of the views that the initial And now you multiply and that, and now you've got this avalanche. Now you're writing policies on it, and, and now we are here today. Yep. Right. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, including Kanye West. He's, they said he was out, but now I guess he's back in. He held his first campaign rally, I guess you could call it. We'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. I keep asking if I can bring my dog up here for a Rough Greens ad. Really, I mean, it's not for the ad. It's just kind of an excuse to bring my dog up here, which is why I guess they keep telling me no. But my dog is part of the family, as I'm sure yours is as well. And having that dog be part of the family means you got to take responsibility for their well-being and for their health. Now, one of the things that your dog is needing that it's not getting from dry dog food, if you're only feeding your dog dry dog food, is vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils. Oh, just things that your dog needs to like thrive and live a long life. 
Like I said, they're not getting it from their dry dog food because they kill all of that stuff out to give it a long shelf life. Rough Greens is going to bring that back into your dog's diet so he can live his best life. They've got the antioxidants. They've got the vitamins. They've got the nutrients. They have got all of the omega oils. And best part of it all, especially if you have a picky eater, because I do. I think I have the world's only uh, picky Doberman. Like every other Doberman owner that I talk to, they're like, yeah, my dog eats all of their food right up. I'm like, oh, mine doesn't eat her breakfast till like 4 or 5 p.m. And it drives me nuts. That stopped when we started giving her rough greens. So it's healthy for them. It will help them live a longer life. And they love it. You can take the rough greens 14-day jumpstart challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days or less. If you've got an older dog, maybe you want to see your older dog thrive again. Either way, just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. So Kanye West uh, had his first rally. Do I call it a rally? Do I call it a campaign? Is it a I don't concert? know. Yeah. It, no, I mean, yeah. If you weren't doing this thing, it's not a concert. I don't know what the, what you'd call it though. I get the it's we got be a rally, right? Must be a rally. I, it's a rally. That's how they're reporting it. it it's a was little strange because I think that he it was in South Carolina and he missed his opportunity. I just read to get on the ballot in South Carolina. But it was a rally. Uh, Kanye West appears to not have dropped out of the presidential race in his uh, appearance at his South Carolina South Carolina rally. There were a lot of uh, interesting moments, but one was uh, when he was brought to tears talking about how he almost aborted his daughter. Here is a little bit of that clip. My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West. Because my dad was too busy. I almost killed my daughter. I almost killed my daughter. Now, um, some family members are allegedly concerned for his health. Uh, people are citing Kanye West having a bipolar episode. Um, I think that. It's difficult to watch the the emotion uh, when he's up talking uh, in front of a group of people. But it's also difficult to say, oh, okay, so we're going to say anyone who talks about the issue of abortion and almost killing their own daughter and has feelings about it is somehow going through a mental health crisis. So it's it. This is a hard one for me to sort out. Can you guys help me? Yeah, I I mean, I don't know how you would interpret that, interpret that and more so how you would verify that okay yes this he's reacting that way to that particular issue because of you know, him being bipolar or something of that nature how could you actually tell that and i'll be interested right. to hear the people that are more so concerned of them what they're basing that um on because definitely on a subject like that people get touchy you know people get get touchy and then people uh, you know, certainly feel some kind of kind of way. And I, I, I mean, I think it warrants that, you know, it, it is a, it is real. You know, that's a legitimate thing. People get feelings off of talking about stuff like that. And he Kanye is not the first one, you know, and he's certainly not going to be the last. So I'm not going to say whether he is or is not. I would more so like to know what about that says as far as if you are familiar with him, if you're a family member, right. what about that actually says that? Like, what about that? Are you looking at him and you're analyzing? Well, that's not right in terms of how he, he generally responds mm-hmm. to come to the conclusion that 
he doesn't have it all upstairs or there's something going on. I would love to know more about that. Yeah, uh, Yaku, he's, he also went on to say, I called my wife and I said, we're going to have this baby. He was talking about how he was on the fence about it before. I said, we're going to have this child. Even if my wife were to divorce me after this speech, she brought North, that's the daughter's name, she brought North into the world when I didn't want to. She stood up and she protected that child. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm going to say quite a bit here, if I may. Okay, I tip my hat to Kanye, all right? It's not easy yeah. for a man to say, I in some way, shape, or form pressured my wife to have an abortion. Kim Kardashian held firm and said, I don't want to do it. He turned around. That takes a lot of gumption to do. I thank him for that because you know I defend life in and outside the womb. No question, yeah. period, okay? Now, Kanye is a performer. He's a performer. Mm -hmm. Am I saying he's faking it? No, but he's a performer. You got to understand the personality type you're dealing with here. He's not a politician. He's not an ENFJ contemplator, thinker, personality type. So this guy in front of an audience, there's a natural thing that happens to a performer. It's not fake. It's real, but they just fire. It's like an athlete that's an animal on the field and a teddy bear off. There's a switch that flips, right? So other things bother me about the rally, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I, I respect him for standing up saying, hey, I'm pro-life. It's always more powerful if you keep it together, though, when you make the argument, because now people can distract from the actual point I wanted to make is saying, hey, I'm pro-life. Now they're going to go, oh, he's nuts, because they, I know where his family is going. They're going to the TMZ moment when he lost it completely. But he self-proclaimed in, I'm still on meds. I'm coming off meds. So now it's so easy, Eric, to go, oh, we're having a moment again. Yeah. We're having an episode. I wish he just kept it together more, get emotional, but just go, listen, man, I almost did this. Mm -hmm. Because it would have carried more water, more weight. Now it's easy to dismiss for family members. And then also, who's the family member? Yeah. You understand these athletes and these performers. Every Joe Blow down the street is a leech that wants something from them. And all of a sudden, so I respect that he said it. I wish it was a little more controlled, mm -hmm. right? The, the, the run for president itself, though, to me is just bizarre. Yeah. That is just whack. Okay, that's bizarre. And so... Yeah. It, yeah, it's always unfortunate, I think, when we see uh, pro-life comments that there is something that we could be. It's a teachable moment, right, to the, to the rest of society. But somehow it's like oh, you don't want to get on all, fully on board exactly. just in case, uh, you know, um, something was off. Right. And you don't know. How would you ever prove it to, to Eric's point? It's so it's so hard to prove. But I I'm glad he went there um, to. For him, for his benefit, I wish he had a little more control in the situation mm -hmm. because it would have been much harder to stand against him. We need as many pro-life voices as we can get. We need as many... Um uh, Husbands, what, men, yeah, dads. Yes, men for sure, but just uh, calm, rational, even-tempered pro-life voices as we can get. All right, back in a minute. But then it's like... If that did happen, I'm sure he feels a lot of guilt for Are that. You 
Friday's poll, which state is the worst place to be during COVID? 74% of you almost said New York, which is weird because Dr. Fauci thinks that they handled it completely correctly. Uh, Followed by 19% who said California, Florida at 5.4%, and Texas at 1.4%. I mean... Yeah, I guess we're doing okay, but still not a big fan of the mask mandates. Yeah, you heard me, Governor Abbott. Today's poll, if the election were held today, who do you think would win, Trump, Biden, or Kanye? This is a very scientific poll, so just make note of that before you participate in the poll. Very scientific. Uh, Who do you think would win if the election were held today, Eric? Today? Today. Man, that's tough. Um, Like right now, I would have to go Trump. Yeah, I would have to just because Joe Biden is like he's almost so irrelevant that. I mean, some of people think that helps him, but I don't think it helps them helps him that much to be like completely out of there. Like nobody's taking him seriously. Yeah. Let me say that. What do you think, Yako? President Donald J. Trump with a caveat. Don't stop fighting, though. Don't. And I mean, I hope it's not held today because I really want to see those debates. Yes. Please, we got a debate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let us. Rock's going to get a lot of content from those debates. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.